Okay, everyone, welcome to From A to Zai Pod, um, the podcast with Ziana. I am super excited to have my best friend, Kishana, in here today. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) And she is totally ready to, like, drop. I'm actually not really ready because, let me tell you something, I, the first time I ever heard, like, a podcast was literally, like, the last week of school. Like, I never thought I'd ever listen to a podcast, be on a podcast, like... Would you listen to? What is it called? The thing about the murders with the teenagers. I don't really remember the name because I fell asleep. You know how I'd be. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really can't remember what it's called, though. Dang. It was pretty interesting, though. I listened to Getting Grown Pod because, I mean, it's, like, it's really good. And they do, like, graduation shout-outs. And, like, mm-hmm. I, I was listening to it during um, exams week, and it just really made me, like, get motivated. But anyway, yeah, so I listened to that. I listened to Pod Save the People with DeRay and Brittany and Sam. And then I listened to Black Girl Pod, I think. But, I don't even know people abbreviated it with pod. It just sounds kind of weird, but I'm... Okay, I will say podcast. No, I'm getting hip to, hip to it, you know. That's true. You, have you like, also know how I am with abbreviation. I was about to say, you have this little thing. Like, if I say calc, you're like, calculus. Just say calculus, please. I mean, like, I just want to save my words. Have you seen that movie with Eddie Murphy where he's like, you only have a certain amount of words yeah. until you die? So I'm trying to save my but words. But you're not Eddie Murphy. Okay. See... So what we're not going to do is have you tell me what I'm doing. I didn't tell you what you were doing. I just said you're not Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get into it because we have a lot to discuss today. Yeah. So first, um, let's do our what's popping segment. What's popping? What's popping? Okay. You gotta say like, what's popping? What's popping? Okay, Cardi B. Um, so Pride Month. It is currently Pride Month, and that makes me happy. I kind of wish Charlottesville did Pride celebration within Pride Month. Yeah, because they don't have until, like, September, September, right? yeah. Yeah. It's, like, kind of weird air. It's, like, kind of hot, but you want to start wearing your fall clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty muggy it's at those really events. Muggy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still, it's still a blast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if you go with the right people, you got to go with the right people. Yeah. Last year, um, I enjoyed the, like, uh, what was it? Like, lip syncing mm-hmm. battle slash fashion show. They killed it. And luckily, my godfather had some ones. So, like, we could take. Oh, so y'all was. Yeah, okay. everyone went up there and, like, gave ones or fives. Someone gave tens. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're like, feel free to tip, and you just, like, walk your tips up there. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Um, yeah, so I'm looking forward to Pride this year and maybe even, like, volunteering because it is a fun event. Um, so, yeah, happy Pride Month to everyone. It's super important that we continue to, like, actually fight for justice and not just be like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's Pride Month, this cute little festival, let's go downtown. Like, mm-hmm. actually, um, you know, fight for for pride rights and LGBT rights within our everyday life um, and centering, you know, people of color who are part of the LGBT community and um, transgender people of color because they are, you know, very, very marginalized Mm -hmm. um, or they, you know, identify with marginalized identities. And it's super important that we have their voice included in, like, the construction of conversations. Um, So next in what's popping, this is very like local but Corey Long um was convicted a couple weeks ago 
And as a result, um, his his job has fired him. And so, first of all, Corey should have never been convicted, you know. But I think the, the thing that's so upsetting for me is that, like, when we were in court support, um, Platania asked for, you know, there not to be any jail time. And so did Corey's lawyer. And then, you know, the judge was like, well, I get that. And because I get that, I'll just give you like 20 days. He suspended all, he suspended 340, I think, and 20 was left over. Um, what is 340? Like 340 days. Oh. So I don't know if it was 340 or how many he suspended, but I know that 20, 20 days were left. And I think because it's a first time offense, like he only has to serve half. Um, so yeah, 10 days is Corey's, basically his sentence. And what's really messed up is that his job was like they can't you know save his position for those 10 days i'm not quite sure Mm. um so basically what i'm gonna do is in the description of this pod i will put Corey's paypal and everybody who shared um the the viral picture and you know got all the likes you can go leave a donation Mm -hmm. and you can also make the paypal link go viral because like we're not like you know, people of color and just, like, activists in general continue to put their lives on the line, and we have to make sure that they're able to eat, exactly. survive, have somewhere to stay. Like, these are important factors. Um, so I'll leave that there. But, yes, I will put the PayPal link, and, yes, you and should you better share. donate. Since yes. you watch it. Since you listen, let me say, you better <laughs> donate. Thank you. Come Thank again. you. <laughs> um, so Juneteenth, Juneteenth is June 19th. Um, and we kicked off the celebration at the Jefferson School. That was super, super lit. Um, and I just had a good time. Like, I always enjoy the Friday night celebration, um, where they pour libations and honor the ancestors. And this year they had speakers from each of the, like, families of the people who were being honored. Mm -hmm. And it was just super, super nice. And, like, I feel like I learned a lot about the people. Um, and the families just did a really good job of telling, like, stories that just really um just really good and then they had a very like enthralling performance um this lady was on stage and like she was doing like a slave narrative and like acting out you know being like on the underground railroad and I think she was Harriet Tubman so that was that was interesting too um and then you know Saturday night was more of like the (laughs) the concerts um and um yeah nana shell performed you are really killing me right now no honestly it has nothing to do with what you were saying when she said slave narrative in jefferson school i remember remember that time you were getting honored there yeah and this guy was doing like this little performance oh the call and response yes and i don't remember exactly what he did but he did something and i just bust out laughing it was like else knew what was really going on yes but i was just so weak i still got the video on my phone oh when my we're done gosh. i need to show you but anyway, go ahead. please do <laughs> um so yeah love the jefferson school just in general like any event there i always want to be in that space um 
the art exhibits are always on point and just like I don't know the atmosphere is just very like it's nice to have a black space Mm -hmm. like it's nice to have it's needed it's needed in this community Mm -hmm. and then like you know everyone's after the events of August 11th and 12th like especially yes that's your favorite white people love to say that (laughs) it's the punchline white people after events of August 11th and 12th I just feel like it's important for me to stand up and just be kind to everyone Everybody loved to talk. I'm serious. Everybody loved to talk about. We just all need to be kind, like as right. if racism is only individual meanness, exactly. right? Yeah. Gosh. Okay. So, yeah, I'm excited about that space and just being able to be there. Um, oh, oh, did we? <laughs> What? It's not even through. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, but sorry. It is just I love being in the Jefferson School. And yeah, so Juneteenth is always my favorite. Um, and then looking forward, the Maupin Town Film Festival is happening coming up in July. Be there, that will be good. Um, Tanisha Hudson is previewing her um what is it her trailer of her film um a legacy unbroken about vinegar hill so be there and be square for that um and yeah i think i will be at the mom town film film festival as well and then we have the pilgrimage trip as well oh, for the yeah. eji marker which is literally like right before that mm-hmm. um okay. so yeah i'm excited that you're gonna be there for that too i'm excited mm-hmm, that too. chs people are gonna be there um and we should really work on a way to like document, like do a post podcast about or like that. Like a vlog. Yeah. We vlog. Oh my god. Okay, we can vlog. <laughs> We're gonna vlog. <laughs> okay, but yes, for the people who are tuned in and who don't know what Juneteenth is, it is Independence Day or Freedom Day for Black people. So like you know, we have cookouts and stuff on July Fourth, but our real Freedom Day is June nineteenth. Okay. Nineteenth. Um, so yeah, it's, we should definitely start turning up more for that because it's super important. What, what is that? Is that Tuesday? Tuesday. Oh my God, that's tomorrow. Yep. That's oh my tomorrow. God. I gotta work. <laughs> Man. And just you be, know, I would really turn up for that too. Just be very, on, um, go out and cook on the grill. Yes. Be very, um, just be very black at work tomorrow. Like, <laughs> It is already black enough, I think. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) speaking of black, let's get into some foolery. Foolery. Okay, okay, okay. So, R. Kelly is what we got up first. Mm -mm -mm. Let me just say, I've been watching these videos of this girl. If you don't know her, her name is Lovely T2002. (laughs) I know the name, because I'm like, girl, what are you listening to? What are you watching? But she... For the most part, she be having some real good commentary on, like, issues Mm -hmm. that's going around, especially this whole R. Kelly thing, which is so, so crazy. Like, because when you look at it, like, a lot of these women are grown women Mm -hmm. going into this, like, willingly. So it's like... Is it a sex cult? Is that weird? Yeah. Okay. She calls it R. Kelly's haram. Not really sure what that means. R. Kelly's what? Haram. You know what? (laughs) Yeah, that's what she calls it, but I'm going to call it a sex cult because I just feel like that's... Yeah, let's just call it what it is, right? Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's just... It's really interesting, like I said, because there are grown women willingly going towards him knowing the things that he's got into. Mm. 
but I still, of course, at the end of the day, feel bad for them because sexual abusers are not anything to yeah. joke around or like play with. Just because these are grown women, like, still, it's really sad. But the whole situation is really crazy. But you need to go watch her videos because she be having me weak when she be talking about R. Kelly. I do because I'm you very out of the loop. The pissy pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, <laughs> girl! What? And then she has this little video of this guy playing like the um flute or whatever, dancing around when she says it too. So it's so funny, <laughs> but it's real bad. <laughs> it's funny, but it's bad. Oh my gosh! <sighs> okay. Like, yes, y'all. I got another story on the pissy pie pipe. And I'd be like, girl. Stop it. <laughs> I cannot. I'm, I'm the, so dead. She's definitely going to hell. I'm right behind her. <laughs> For real. Um, okay. Yes. R. Kelly, full of foolery. Um, next up, we got Nicki Minaj. So before we get into, like, actually Nicki and, like, all of the foolish stuff that she's been saying, let's just talk about the fact that she graced the cover of what was it? L magazine. L. Okay, that's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. L magazine. And so Kim Kimball was behind her. So like when I think about photographs and imagery and, you know, just black women, it's always like for me, it's always a very fine line. Like mm-hmm. because I'm always just like, okay. We know who Kim Kimball is because Kim Kimball is that woman. Okay. She has had a show um I think on WeTV TV about just like her salon like she's super successful and mm-hmm. she has money so like okay we know Kim Kimball but we know Kim Kimball right mm-hmm. so like does you know such and such down the street do they know Kim Kimball and when they see this what are they gonna you know what imagery are they gonna see and that's just like the coolness and like beauty and photography and like just being able to perceive things and interpret things the way that you want or however you do like through your own lens but hmm. oh first of all okay Nicki Minaj is dressed beautifully and not that there's anything wrong with that but um she I just I just feel like him being like behind her holding her hair is just like I don't know. Like you feel like she's trying to act like Nikki is this queen above all like Yeah, and then like, like? Okay. the dynamic that Nikki is lighter skinned, right? She's not mm-hmm. tech like I don't even do the whole like what makes light skin and what makes dark skin like I don't have like a color scale, but like she's lighter than Kim mm-hmm. and Kim is there's definitely a contrast there. And like I definitely get what you're saying. Like, it's yeah. always darker skinned black women in the background while right. lighter skinned women Being are in the, the forefront. Servant. Yeah, I get it. I get so it. I think just for me and just like pop culture and knowing the way that things are internalized, just like, hmm, I don't know. It's like, here we go again. Here we go again, yes. And it's always like, oh, we did this inadvertently. Like, we wanted to give Kim, you know, a space to like. And 
so that's why I was on Twitter. You know, I love Twitter now. You do need to make Twitter. I be Twitter. seeing people on Twitter and they be just be scrolling, looking at stuff, and I'm like, oh, it looks so pretty. Oh yes, I love Twitter. Mm-hmm. But um, when 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 it came out, I was just scrolling, you know, and this guy that I follow, he always serves the tea, and he was like, he he retweeted someone else that was like, this photo is very irresponsible. I think is what they said, mm-hmm. and I was like, ooh. Ooh, this is about to be a good thread. There were so many comments. Mm-hmm. So I just started scrolling through the comments and people were like, you know, what's the problem? Kim is doing her job. And it's just like, yes, she is doing her job. But like if we constantly put out these images of darker skinned black women always doing their job and never like they're not being pampered like mm-hmm. usually exactly. ever. So it's just like, okay, like do they ever have fun do they ever get services like done do they ever get pampered are they always just quote-unquote doing their job Mm -hmm. and so yeah like I love the image I'm glad that Kim's getting her spot on the cover I believe um and yeah but that I just had to slap that in but let's get to the real no but look oh oh see you going to the real fooler okay oh no because I'm guessing the real fooler is is her interview and what she said in her interview yes yeah see that's what I was thinking that you were gonna start with but yeah I was watching a video same girl that did the other R. Kelly video about her yeah oh no what what do you say what'd she say oh no she was just like um she was basically like it don't make any sense that Nikki would say talk about Instagram models in quotes um, and say how they're modern day sex workers when you look at how she portrays herself, which um, I think I don't know. I don't really have a negative opinion on either one. Like it's just how people live their life. Yeah. I mean, I think sexuality should be super fluid and I think people should be proud of it. Like I think people should be empowered by their sexuality. And I don't think like anyone should be ashamed of it. I just think with Nikki, like don't forget where you came from because you were selling sex, right? Yeah. Like what is this like two, three years ago? No, I think like maybe two or three years ago, she put out pills and potions and she started wearing brown or black hair. And then she was like, Oh, I'm new and improved. But like 2008, I don't know if that's too early 2009 2010 but yeah she um um yeah when she was doing the rainbow hair and the crazy outfits yep I yeah forget. ain't nobody forget but she i don't know i feel like she acts like she's kind of like above even when she, i mean she basically does the same thing that these instagram girls whatever do yeah um she is very yeah like I don't I think she's definitely forgetting where she came from Mm -hmm. and definitely forgetting like how'd you get there like what did you do like how did you put out your image to get there and I'm always like here for like I just yeah I so I also like follow a lot of Twitter accounts that are recently a lot of people have been talking about this like the issue of like sex work and the stigma that's around it Mm -hmm. and like so I feel like Nikki is almost in a way like yeah, she's she's coming for like people of that lifestyle or you know of that profession. But she likes to portray that lifestyle yeah. for money. Just like put the hat on when she wants. Yeah, and so that's very problematic. So for Nikki, like, and it's so crazy because she just came out with a song. I think it's which one was Rich Sex with Oh my God, Lil Wayne, and she's literally just talking about having sex with men for money. So I mean, what? 
Okay. I'm sorry. Let me just put that in there. Chun Li. Um, <laughs> yes, my but, sister um, is over in the corner, and she is really lean and talking about some. Chun Li, no, no, no. Chun Li. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't even remember what I was saying to be completely honest. <laughs> Thank you, Zanaya, for Chun Li. Yeah, because we needed that. Um, but okay, yeah. Nikki is just a fool. She's she the really is. This week. I mean, but I'd, I'd be rocking to her music. Yeah, like, like her music is still a bop. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still like, oh, Nicki Minaj came out with new music. But what I'm really upset but about. Actually, I don't even really care. For, like her, that song that I was just talking about and the new one with um, Ariana Grande. I don't even really care for them, honestly. I like Barbie Tings and I like Chun Li. I like Barbie Tings. <laughs> because it just like it just makes me like come out I of know. like my cocoon and just be I like know. this very flamboyant ooh flamboyant butterfly um <laughs> so yeah but yeah so nikki is she's the fool of this week but yes again we we're giving her a donkey of the day donkey of the day honey yes and mm-hmm. r kelly can't forget about him but one more quick note on Nicki minaj i have no more tea on Nicki oh, minaj okay. but actually this is not on Nicki minaj this is on beyonce first of all beyonce we have beef because oh. i have spotify and i have apple music and i want to hear all the things that everybody is posting about and going crazy about and i can't because girl you just need to take some time and look deep in instagram Mm. It might take a little while. You might have to go into some accounts, you know, like take your time. But you just got to find it. Have you found some? Yeah. You didn't send them to me? I mean, sorry. That's fake. It's not fake. Half the time you don't even respond to me. Oh, okay. Mm. She is right today, honey. I know. And you said you got title. So, I mean, I thought you already Oh, no. I was going to get title yesterday. But then when you were like, oh, I'm going to be cheap. I was like, oh, I'm going to be cheap, too. Yeah. I mean. (laughs) Yeah. You were not. (laughs) I'm saying it right now. You are not going to catch me paying for bad music. Like, I got to hear it first before I pay for it. Like, I got to get a preview. I got to know what I'm buying. And I'm also, not spending my money on nothing stupid. Didn't um didn't an article just come out like about them not paying their artists royalties or something like that? Like I cannot Ooh, support girl, I that. Hear that but mm, yeah. I will send you nope. the article. I might even put the link in the description, honey, yeah, for some tea on title. Tea on title, honey. But yes, I will not be supporting that business if they are being shysty. Even though I love Beyonce and I love jay-z i just my love for beyonce isn't really there honestly i don't know what she's doing with the music right now but i'm just gonna have to sit back and let her do her i love beyonce because she is black 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 right now like I mean, yeah but i'm i don't know what she rapping about in this, in this song or i just i can't get with i it, can't believe rapping. we made it i think is really what everybody's hashtagging and I don't know, I, I really don't know how deep that goes. So I might need to follow some really deep people who do analysis. What are you talking about? On songs. Hmm? What are you talking about? Oh, the song, <laughs> what song is it? Uh, wait, the one I posted on my Insta story where, like, Jay-Z's rapping, the guys are on kneeled 
on the ground, you know, doing like the protest thing. And I think he was talking about a super, he said something about a Super Bowl. And then it flips to Beyonce and she's like, I can't believe we made it. And then it's like all this really like strong black women imagery. I ain't seen nothing yet. I just saw the one song where they was. It's on YouTube. Okay. So you need to look that up. I ain't even looking on YouTube. I think the name of it is Ape. Shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're going to. So, yes, let us get into the real stuff for today because we have spent more than enough time on Beyonce, Nicki Minaj, and R. Kelly. And they, you know, they're a part of the they're foolery, in the hot seat right I guess. Now. And we don't have time. So what we do have time for, though, is talking about the real tea of today. Yes, like, girl, tell them what the tea is. Okay. Tea. So what we're talking about today is just, like, being black in academia be it post-secondary or be it like high school elementary school middle school like we're getting into all of that because down and dirty these are two honor students that you're talking to right now yep and you know flips hair because we work hard yes we do but um yeah we're just getting down to it so first I just want to talk about the fact that, like, stereotype threat is real. So, like, excuse me, Um, being a black girl in an academic space, I have serious imposter syndrome. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that people are going to find out that, well, not even find out because I know what I'm talking about, but I feel like people are subconsciously looking at me or just like sitting beside me like mm, she do not know what she's yeah. talking about she did not read that she does not like and that kind of stifles the way that i am willing to be free in an academic space like mm-hmm. but it also causes me to overcompensate like i feel like i have to know everything about a certain topic before we go into yeah, class before i even open my mouth anything. right because if i don't know it and I don't come correct, I have this fear that everybody's going to be like, oops, she don't know it, dismissed, like... Or, look, what a lot of people do, I know in my German class, because it's all white people, except me, or it was, they would just, they would be minding their business, you know, because everybody does whatever. And then as soon as I say something, they're like... And I'm just like, never mind then. Like, did you just interrupt this space? Sorry, I mean, okay, like... Right, and... Yeah, taking APs, and I mean, we take APs Mm. together. And, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's a very rewarding thing to be, like, knowing that you're working so hard. Mm -hmm. But it's also a really just frustrating thing because you have these people there that just really don't understand how it is to be in this space. Right. And be basically by yourself. Right. And, yeah, so... It was crazy because when I went to Ghana, like, just being around so many black people and not being a minority for once. I mean, like, ethnically, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm black American. So, like, I was kind of, like, a minority in that sense. But just, like, racially, like, blackness was everywhere. And Mm -hmm. it was everywhere. And I was like, yes, like, I'm living for once. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to, you know, I touched down at Dallas and I was like, oh. All these white people running around here everywhere. Where's the black people at? Yes, and it was just and then like coming to Charlottesville, I was like, dang, here I am back in Charlottesville. Here we go again. 
and like coming back into class everyone was like oh my god you went to Ghana that is so cool expecting me to like tell some charity stories or Mm -hmm. something like that I'm like no I actually went into like be in the culture like and it was so amazing like I want to go back we should Mm -hmm. go back to Ghana Mm -hmm. we should I should take you to Ghana with me that'll be fun okay look (laughs) look okay see you about to go in the foolery category for the day um but yes I loved Ghana and just like yeah then coming back to all my AP classes and this was around AP testing and I'm just like (sighs) I still think it's crazy how you managed to get all your stuff done and everybody was like I thought she was gonna end up failing everything like what like do y'all know me but exactly though like even though it was a lot of stuff like y'all knows I on it like it's not gonna get undone right it was two weeks like yes that was a lot to handle I came back and I was like "Mm, it's the weekend like do I really want to do work and I did not and then like I went back on that Monday just full force, like, staying after everywhere, doing lunch sessions and everything. But aside from that, like, yes, you need to know. And that's another thing. Like, I just, yeah, like, people be underestimating you for real. Right. I don't think people really understand your work ethic. It's crazy. It's crazy. For real. (laughs) Like, yes. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just my blackness. Probably, yes. It's just like, you know, oh, she's not going to be able to get it done. Like, what? How do you think I made it here in the first place? Like, so, yeah, just, yeah. Y'all don't know how hard I be grinding, but I'm going to make sure it's done at the end of the day. I might take, you know, a few hours, few days, few months, but it's going to get done. Um, And so, yeah, that's like. That's another thing, too. And teachers, like, I even had teachers say that to me, like, you know, to the side, like, ooh, I thought you were going to be, like, I'm surprised you were able to come back. Like, hold on, sister. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, I don't know. I feel like it's very insulting, even though it wasn't me mm-hmm. or you. Like, it's just very insulting. Like, and what that's you thought I did, Yeah, what you thought I didn't care about my grades just because I wanted to take some time to do something great. Right. Like, and, like, it was, a sel- it was, like, self-care, but it was also, like, I'm exploring something that you'll never be able to exactly. teach me in this space. Like, within these four walls, one being a wall of windows, looking out to the courtyard or whatever may have you. you. Know, most of the classrooms don't even got no windows. It's prison. It's sad. Um, like, you will not be able to teach me, like, even using sensory details, mm-hmm. like, you will not be able to teach me how to be in that space, like, being present in that space. And so, like, yeah, I think those being able to travel abroad is definitely important Mm -hmm. it's a learning experience and it should be integrated into the curriculum in my opinion yeah but like we went to spain last Mm -hmm. year and that was a blast too but then going to ghana such a big contrast like it was but it was it was nice like spain was still super nice like i would still go back to spain but i definitely want to go back to ghana and i want to go to like south africa too Mm -hmm. um on our last day there we were at we were in accra at the market and this we ran into this woman and she was a white South African and she was just telling us how like um in South Africa the people are not as civil and I was thinking like girl what you, what what you, you what are you saying yeah. like <laughs> but I was like mm, I'll have to see for myself yeah. you know I don't I don't because take she to. she is from there but I don't know we got a what is it called colonizer yeah no but there was something else I was thinking of Oh, we got to take that with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. I wanted to just do it. Mm-baku. When she was saying that, I was like, mm, 
<laughs> Dang girl. But yeah, um, I don't know what she meant by civil, but when thinking about like civil and academic spaces, like blackness is seen as uncivil, Mm -hmm. which is why you see like black students on the lower track constantly. Mm -hmm. And like, it's a real problem at, in Charlottesville city schools. And I feel like people don't pay attention to it, but it's a real problem. Like just, you know, it's, it's unrealistic in my opinion at most of the time to expect a student who's been doing you know academic classes all through middle school and like ninth grade year to all of a sudden 10th and 11th grade so that they can be an appealing applicant for universities and colleges to take you know to take this huge jump from academics to AP or academics you know like Mm -hmm. that's a big step and I know me personally I needed to take honors ninth grade and you know, one AP and then 10th grade, you know, do an mm-hmm. AP and honors. Yeah, I needed to like step up gradually. And that was just me. Like, of I course. needed to. So. That would be for anybody. You can't just jump into stuff like that, you know, and expect to do great. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work. It is. Um, so, just. Yeah, I I think that that needs to be more of a conversation and beyond a conversation, it needs to be addressed, right? Like, we need concrete actions. Um, This past Black History Month, we did a BLM support table in the atrium and students came by and we were like, look, we need students and faculty to... um, to sign off on these cards that say, I support or I am the future because... But there was still people even then like don't come over to the table where we're asking for your support and you're not gonna support right because i'm i don't want a cute little message that says blm heart 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 no 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 but i don't want a message that says all lives matter on it because (gasps) oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) no but um don't come over to the table where we're asking for support for black lives and put all lives matter. Like, how disrespectful can you be? Like, right. stuff like that, microaggressions, just really, like, really? Yeah, and just, like, the fact that you cannot tune into one issue. Like, why is it so hard to just say black lives matter and mean it for mm-hmm. once? Like, you can still go back to all the other causes that you fight so hard, exactly. not really for, <laughs> and all the things that you tweet about and call that activism. Like, you can still tune back into that, sis, but I just need you in this present moment mm-hmm. to say black lives matter, mean it, and then follow up. Like, if we have a direct action, we want everyone to show up here at this time. I need you to be there. Like, I mean, I'm not asking that much, but it's also like, I'm not going to beg you. Like, exactly. what you're going to do is you're going to tear down white supremacy because that's the system that y'all built, right? Exactly. I didn't build white supremacy. Yeah. So, mm, okay. But then talking about the walkout. So since we're still talking about academic spaces and the walkout was in an academic space. Yes. As an organizer of the walkout, I actually tweeted about this, I think, twice already. I already I had like two Twitter so rants. <laughs> but I was because like, Blackness is not only seen as uncivil, but it's also a, it's like a dirty word. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like for me, just like, I don't know, just like, it's a lot because we, what what were you going to say? I'm just going to keep it very real. It pisses me off. Right. Because people will sit up here and say you know oh all we got to do is be kind you know i i care but then they don't want to show that they actually care we're not asking you to 
donate all your money you know it would be nice to donate but we're not asking you to donate all your time all your money your everything we're just asking for support right and even if we were asking for your time and your money like if you really cared it shouldn't be that much to you i just right. that it's people don't care and right because really if you go to lululemon and spend hundreds on you know whatever or if you'll, you know, I just feel like you can spare a couple dollars to the movement. But even still, it's just like, for me as a black girl, there are so many burdens in academic spaces. Like, not only stereotype threat, not only feeling like I'm incompetent as a student and like the system or teachers forcing that onto me but like then also when I'm planning a walkout I am a student leader for crying out loud I'm not even trying to be like you know I'm a student leader but y'all are identifying me as a student leader right like y'all are like ooh, you know you can you're you you're part of the BSU like you can't you're part of student council like we want your help right Mm -hmm. we want you to help us direct this event and then when I get in there and I'm coming with the fire I'm like look we're gonna make this an intersectional event and they're like oh and actually, one of the other student leaders was like, you know, you're a very controversial person. Like, your name and you being involved with this is making people want to tune out. Which one was it? We'll have just to talk. Mouth, just mouth it. Stop, stop, stop. I was no. like, we'll have to talk off pod about this. But we will. You know we will Ooh, follow girl. up. But I feel like we already had this conversation. But, she, yeah, she was. I remember you said somebody was saying, saying stuff, that but i didn't know they called you a controversial person yeah and, and I was your name was controversial whatever my chair was in the corner right mm-hmm. and i was already in the corner i was like "Ooh, are you backing me into a corner right now like but yeah it was it was very hard for me because i know so being a student activist right and then being back in an academic space i know like I know that I have to choose a side every day. Like, mm-hmm. I have to choose, am I going to be an activist today or am I going to be passive-aggressive mm-hmm. and just, like, maintain the status quo? Exactly. And so, like, as a black girl who says what's on her mind, like, definitely exactly. carefree, but also, like, social justice, like, I'm very straight to the point with it. Um, it's caused me to really kind of, like, miss out on some things. Like, I can't, you know, people don't want yeah. someone who has already picked a side. They want someone who's, like, straddling the fence because that's more appealing and it doesn't hurt anyone's feelings and it's super polite because Mm -hmm. politeness and civility go hand in hand and that makes people comfortable with the wrong things that they're doing right Mm -hmm. so yeah it just made me in that moment it was like so y'all want me to be here y'all want me to put my face attached to this walkout like you you individually are telling me that because i want to bring in black lives matter so just to give people some context what we did was me me and one of the co-organizers of the walkout we decided to say you know we're black you know everybody's wearing orange across the nation yes 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 but what about the students who have been marching in chicago baltimore and other urban cities black students Mm -hmm. you know other urban areas who have been marching about gun violence because gun violence disproportionately affects people of color. So, like, how about we honor that? How about we make space for that? And how about students were black? And I have Black Lives Matter shirts, like a big, um, like a big, like, stash of it in my mm-hmm. closet. And I was like, ooh, I'm bring up the Black Lives Matter shirts um, because, you know, a great person in our community had donated them and I distributed most of them, but I still had a few left. And I was like, you know what? We can wear these on the walkout day. And just, like, bringing to the forefront, again, and centering 
people of color. Like, it's definitely needed. And since gun violence disproportionately affects people of color, like, we can't leave that out of the conversation. And just, like, taking 17 minutes to... It's definitely important that we honor the lives of the victims in Parkland, but it's also important that we, you know, open the conversation and make it bigger because Mm -hmm. movements are, you know, historically we see movements are super... Um, successful and they they work better when you do center more facets right and when you bring in more like it just engages more people Mm -hmm. and it's it's a bigger impact um so I was like yeah let's we're gonna bring in the element of black like we're gonna make this an intersectional event and people were really pissed about that people were only pissed about it because Charlottesville is in the hot seat yeah and nobody wants to talk about black and white we don't want to rock the boat exactly. anymore. As if it hasn't been rocked enough, exactly. right? Like, as if Nazis People, weren't just marching on the streets. Exactly. They just um, don't... They don't want no smoke, basically. No smoke at all. But here's 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 the deal. But y'all already started this, I mean... Right. And the more you sweep it under the rug, like, the more I'm going to continue to expose you and be exactly. like, look, you're trying to sweep this under the rug, but such and such donated $15,000 so that we can have this conversation. So let's have it. Yeah. Like, you know, y'all are still accepting exactly. grants. And <laughs> then, like, with the ArtQuest thing, like, people donate their money for resources so we can have this program. Oh. <laughs> people donate money and they give us these resources so we can have this program and create art. And now you're trying to put restrictions on our art because you don't want to be controversial throughout the school. You don't want to hurt people's feelings and hurt parents' feelings. Like, really? And also, hashtag Black Lives Matter is too, like, it's too lit. Too political. Too political. Yeah. Um, and it's like, Black Lives are not political. Y'all yeah. make us political. Y'all make us political prisoners. Mm-hmm. Y'all make us, you know, y'all do that. Right? Because we are out here just trying to survive. We are out here just trying to get justice by any means necessary. And y'all are out here making this really, like, status quo-y. Like, this is political. This is too much for our branding. Like, you're making our school look very dirty with these Black Lives Matter signs and these fists. And, oh my gosh, it's an interruption to our civility. Like, no, I don't care. Because this is my life at the end of the day. So I definitely sit up there on the hill, you know, helping to lead this walk out in my own black and i'm glad that the the bsu students and the students of color took to the front with their blm stuff as well um because look what you're not going to do and then we were told like by it by someone um associated with central office that we should when the press comes we should make sure that we emphasize that at the end of the day we are all one black night nation or something like that and i was like look when my life is marginalized in this space when my identity is marginalized in this space and I am told to put my trauma, my racial trauma on the back burner to make other people comfortable, I do not feel like I am part of this one black knight exactly. identity. Like, and don't try to push that on me, right? Exactly. Because also, like, that's gaslighting. Like, yeah. <laughs> you are gaslighting and I'm not here for it. And I will let you know. So, yeah, it just, it's very frustrating for me after the events of August 11th and 12th, because everybody's tossing money around, everyone's starting new nonprofits, new grassroots organizations, you know, new things. Everybody's rein- reinventing the wheel. There's so many things that already exist that are, you know, being created anew, and there's no coordination going on. One, and I just I'm seeing good intentions, but not good progress. Right? I'm not seeing good intentions. Yeah, these are people that just want to sweep things under the rug and go back to 
how Charlottesville, how Business they think Charlottesville was. Right. How they saw Charlottesville. And that's very harmful. Exactly. And, you know, I keep saying that we need to make space for the anger and for the rage because I'm not going to continue to, like, just put on a very, like, politically correct and very, like, solemn, you know, very, like, neutral face when I go into public spaces mm-hmm. to have these conversations about August 11th and 12th because we can't even be real. Exactly. And then on top of that, y'all don't even want to center black people. Y'all don't even want to invite black people. Like, you want to have this space with non-people of color um, talking about racial trauma. Exactly. Like, like, what sense do that make? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hard to fathom. Um, and then... Yeah, so it's just just talking, thinking about, you know, in academic spaces, the fact that also during the graduation speech, um, just it was, you know, emphasized that we we did these big things in our school to try to, you know, help with the racial trauma and just like try to make it clear that hate does not belong in our schools. Um, And that's problematic also because like hate. So this is my thing. Instead of saying racism, we want to say hate. But we know it's racism. It's, yeah. But but we want to say hate so that we don't make anyone think like, oh, am I a racist? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know. But no, it's it's, it's racism. racism <laughs> and it's bigotry. And yeah. we're going to call it that. Like, if there is power in calling things what they are. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just, just like saying hate has no home here. It's like, it's also pushing the all sides both sides narrative but it's also making room for people to be like oh there's reverse racism because black people are hateful too mm-hmm. like no black people can discriminate but in the context of this country and what racism means when we're thinking about like structural mm-hmm. racism black, black people, people haven't be been racist. yeah we haven't been in like a prominent position of power so we don't have that power to be racist mm-hmm. i'm sorry that i hurt your feelings but <laughs> you know like so yeah just like it's it's very hard as you know someone who's an organizer just to be in those spaces where everyone's trying to push the both sides narrative and that there's hate coming from both sides like no there is oppression Mm -hmm. coming from above oppressing people of color and then we are reacting right Mm -hmm. and yeah i i can't um with that and so yeah just like everything our academic space at chs has just been very off like yeah and some people that are some other black students that are in the same position that we're in some people have become very comfortable with it like mm-hmm. but i'm i'm i i'm just not that kind of person that can be comfortable when you see how things really are and then you go into those spaces i can't just mesh and act like everything's just fine and dandy i can't it's like people want you to put your beliefs to the side and come there and just you know be respectful to everyone like I just I can't do that and I feel like that just makes it to where it's very hard to communicate with people in class too because Mm -hmm. it's like when you say things or how you really feel especially when it's concerning issues like that people just look at you as this oh she's always being so mean and so serious and she doesn't like anyone because of this and that and it's not even down to an individual type thing it's just the facts this is what it is and And you don't want to believe that but I mean and for me it's always like uh you know she's always talking about black issues yes yeah yes because i'm black yeah yes and you're gonna hear about it today and i'm sorry that you didn't come for this you came for lemonade and cookies but i'm gonna give you a little (laughs) side of social justice and racial justice like that's what you're gonna get so yeah i'm i'm sorry you should have known if ziana bryant was gonna be there 
we're gonna have some truth telling Mm -hmm. taking place um and that's just that's just how i wake up in the morning like we have to choose a side every day Mm -hmm. um and you need to choose either the side of justice or the side of the status quo but make it clear what side you're on Mm -hmm. don't try to ride the fence because we need you all the way in right we need you to be all the way ready for change um and yeah i just with with chs and just just like the university and people are increasingly like you know getting more comfortable with talking about this concept of white supremacy um but you know it's it's not about comfort right it's about just like if we need to talk about it we need to talk about it um and so yeah i think yeah so like it's it's not about you know being comfortable and it's just it's about like getting down to it um and I think that's something that we really need to work on within academic spaces and then just also like this culturally uh responsive teaching practices like that you need to actually do that like it sounds cool it's like a buzzword you know like diversity but diversity means nothing if we're not changing the landscape Mm -hmm. and the structure so just inviting like two or three more uh black students into your ap class that's fully white and being like oh (laughs) we have diversity (laughs) like no like you you need to literally be very sensitive and very like conscious in the way that you're constructing your class because Mm -hmm. like even in a push I think we had a great teacher, but I think at times, like, first of all, I didn't feel like we did enough with the um, civil rights era in A-Push because I feel like we just talked about MLK, um, Malcolm X. Did we even talk about Malcolm X? Like, I feel like we left him out for the most part. Um, And then, like, you know, Fannie Lou Hamer, I think, was in there. But we just talked about, you know, people who everyone knows for the most part. Mm -hmm. And I just felt very, like, we need to talk about the people who aren't as centered. Um, But, yeah, that that is a lot. But the takeaways for blackness in academic spaces is just the fact that people of color need to be centered in all the practices and Mm -hmm. all the teaching styles and just all the ways that we exist in these spaces um and in these institutions but i'm big props to all the honor students the ap students yes. of color out there grinding and all and perhaps <laughs> the people who are like trying to get there but exactly. who are constantly being told like there's no space for you i see you i hear you and we and have some things coming up yes you just just be ready mm-hmm. this year because the bsu and just like students we're ready to organize and we're definitely going to make sure that this is at the forefront um of discussions and conversations in these institutions and we're not backing down because mm-hmm. we seniors this year Demi won't gotta come back so it's all the oh, oh, oh okay okay so yeah um just like we see you we hear you and we got you and uh this is just a little bit of foreshadowing Huh. We're praying for you. We're, We're talking to you. Oh, God. We're listening to you. We're praying for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, but we we are working tirelessly. Um, just some students, you know, I'm not going to, but we are working. Mm-hmm. And we have some 
some things that we want to push for um, this year in these spaces. And we're going to make sure that, you know, students of color are being invited Mm -hmm. to these tables. Um, And so in a way, that's not stretching ourselves out too thin, right? Because oftentimes black students are put in a position where we have to do everything or we ain't doing nothing. Like our progress, our personal progress is measured by how many boards we sit on, how many committees we're in, Mm -hmm. how many meetings we showed up to, and how many conversations we had with people in quote-unquote power Mm -hmm. so like I think for me sometimes just being able to prioritize but then also being able to take a step back and just say look I need time for myself today Mm -hmm. because self-care is definitely necessary um but yeah just like not spreading ourselves too thin but also being cognizant of the fact that this work has to be done Mm -hmm. the work will go on whether we're there or not Mm -hmm. um so and the work needs support so everybody that's listening to this podcast saying yes Diana, yes Kishana, yes make sure you step out when we come to school and come to bsu meetings okay yes Mm -hmm. thursdays Mm -hmm. every other thursday after school be there 4 p.m be there and like if you're in the community and you want to support you want to throw us some dollars so that we can get this work done feel absolutely free i will mm-hmm. put more information about that in the description as well yes, in the we, description box baby. yes Read it. <laughs> uh, we are yes we are asking for all the things all the support mm-hmm. um so yes just just as you go throughout your week as you go throughout your coming days just make sure that you are supporting black students and students of color because that is important like if you want to help by reading a paper and edit and revise that is an act that you can do because mm-hmm. students of color are really burdened in these higher spaces right and mm-hmm. we just we just have so much to get done and just like having that support is amazing and it it does a big it does a big you know help Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing, you know, having equal representation, having black teachers like that, that plays a big role yes. in your life. Um, so just be there, be present and be a supporting person in this fight for racial justice in academic spaces. Yes. But that's all that we have for today. And, you know, Kishana will be back because I, will be back. I think she's warming up to the mic and her mic sounds nice. Check one. A mic sounds nice. Check two. <laughs> but. It's not like some old hit. <laughs> <laughs> like, what they know about that? Exactly. Um, but yes, we we are so glad that you came for the first episode. We are looking forward to the next. And she's going to be back. And <laughs> I can't. Keyshawn over here pulling. <laughs> you do not need to tell me about Okay. Okay. But yes, I'll put it in the description box. <laughs> but yes thank y'all for tuning in um again you were tuned in to the from a to zai podcast with ziana and with the special guest kishana nelson thank you (laughs) remember to share Corey's paypal link with everybody who made the picture go viral and just you know remember that i get the last word here so oh is that how you want to do it i get the last word i'll fight you for the last word (laughs) So don't try to troll me on Twitter because you will get blocked. <laughs> Block you. <And laughs> Yo. I will. Um, but yes, this this was great. So thank you for tuning in. And have a nice summer. Yes.